0: A few days ago, we started discussing the idea of Ha HaOmer, which is the counting of the days between Passover and Shavuos, and uh, I'd like to go a little bit deeper into that exploration for those of you who are interested, and it's, uh, it's going to be a little bit deep Kabbalistically, but... Uh, hopefully inspirational and very interesting. So we we mentioned last time that the idea of sphira, it means to count, but it also refers to the 10 uh, spiritual emanations or energies with which God created the world and interacts with the world. 10 energies that also exist within us. And that during these 49 days we actually uh, work on seven permutations of seven of those energies which are called the seven midos the seven character traits so I want to try to just run through quickly what the first three of these energies are and then begin the seven a discussion of the seven um, so let's talk about the first three so the first three of these energies are called Mochin, which means the mind of God. And they are often referred to by the acronym Chabad. And for those of you who are familiar with the Chabad Hasidic movement, which is by far the most um, visible Hasidic group all over the world. They have centers literally any in any location around the globe where there are jews they say that there are two things you can find anywhere in the world and that's coca-cola and chabad Um, to the point that there there's chabad in alaska who travels hundreds of miles just to service a few jews that live in uh, spread out areas really unbelievable so why is chabad called chabad it's really the movement is called the lubavitch hasidic movement why are they known by the acronym chabad because they their Hasidus focuses very much on meditation, a certain type of meditation called his bonanus, which means uh, concentration, focus, uh, contemplation, on uh, utilizing these these three mental capacities, and other Hasidic groups are known by a different acronym, Chagat, which refers to the Three first three of the emotional attributes which we'll hopefully discuss uh, later today, if not in, in the next in the discussion, next podcast. So um, what is, what is Chabad? Chabad stands for Chachma, Bina, and Das. It's an acronym. Let's uh, discuss these three energies. So the first of these is Chachma um, and that is also associated with the letter, the first letter of God's name, Yud. Which is a very small point. And it refers to the first spark of an idea. It's a flash of insight. I usually translate it as insight. You'll see different translations in English. Some translate it as... Um, I don't know, wisdom maybe? Regardless, I, don't think that, I think that often the translations fall short. And you'll see why. But I usually translate it as insight because it refers to the first flash of an idea, a spark of inspiration. Um, in the first letter of God's name, of yud, which is a very, like we said, a very small point, which really corresponds to that first beginning of an idea. So there's also a little tip of it. There's like a little, what's called like the thorn on top. And that corresponds to another energy, which is before Chachmah, which is called Kesser, crown. And that corresponds to something even before the spark of an idea, and that's desire. The desire for something. So the process of the way that thoughts journey from a supernal spiritual world into our brain, and then into our emotions, and then into our actions. It's really the process that we're going through. It's the way that God brought, so to speak, his eternal, infinite oneness into physicality in this world, into a physical universe. So that first little tip at the top of the Yud is something called a keser, crownship. It's something that exists beyond our body, beyond the head, right? A crown is roaring above the head. And it's a, 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 just a spark. Uh, that's a, a, a desire, a desire for something. So the metaphor often given is a person has a desire to build a house. Then, in Chochmah, they have a flash of insight where they see the final product. It's blurry, but at that moment they get a clarity of the big picture of what they want to do, of the house they would like to build. It's the vision. And Chochmah is is expressed as a male character trait. When you think of the process of procreation, the male provides a spark of insight and uh, in the in the in the uh, in the body in the guise of millions of seed they each have DNA with the potential to create millions of lives the male energy is potential it's potential of insight and the idea of, of Chachma is that we have millions and millions of insights that throw flow through our brain on a regular basis, but very few do they make it into the next realm of consciousness to actually become a fleshed-out idea that does something. So that's the idea of the male in, in Kabbalah. Male energy is infinite potential, lots and lots of potential sparks of ideas, flashes of insight that don't have the ability to actually become real without a female element. The female element is the next in uh, aspect, the next of the ten sphero, which is called Bina. In the acronym Chabad, that's the Ba, the base, the B. And Bina comes from the word to build. It's often translated as understanding. I prefer to call it cognition. or It's an analytical ability. Bina is known as a female energy by that we mean that the male provides millions and millions of seed potential lives the female limits those potential lives so the female element is the power of of limitation in order to actualize so when what the female does is she says no to millions of potential lives and chooses one and makes it into a baby so that's the idea of Bina it's the power of limitation to limit that spark of insight and mold it and shape it into something that actually has the ability to become real so it's really analytic ability it's associated with left brain Chachma is right brain artistic creative energy Bina is left brain analytic cognition it's the ability to break apart ideas into their components. So if we said that a person has an insight to build a house and that comes from beyond the person, there's no reason why a person wants to build a house. It just, and I mean, to build a house, you need a house. But when it comes to uh, our desires in life, right? Why you like what you like, there's no reason why you like what you like. At the end of the day, it's just because that comes from outside of you. That's from a place called Ratzon, from a desire, a place of willpower. that's from outside your body then it flows into Chachma Chachma exists within the mind right brain and that's a spark of inspiration of insight of vision of clarity and then comes the process of Bina which is to break apart that idea into its components does it work is it possible is it feasible how much is it going to cost what's it going to look like to break it down and begin to map it out and then something called das and das corresponds to the medulla the part of the brain that attaches to the stem cell to the to the uh, to the to the that attaches to the spinal cord and the word das is often translated as knowledge in uh, when we say knowledge we mean knowledge in the biblical sense Adam knew Eve. What does that mean? That they were intimately connected. Das is when the insight becomes part of you. It sinks, it it falls into a place that is actually real and it gives birth to your emotions. So that's, that's Das. Das is the unity. It's the birth, so to speak. When an idea goes from a flash of just a an, a, a whim into something that's actually practical through Bina and then into Das where it becomes something real something that now you have a map now you have a plan you've drafted your your plans for your house and now you can begin to get to work building it so that's the process of Chachma, Bina and Das that's the mind so to speak of God in it. and our minds follow that same model man is made in the image of God so then now, during these 49 days, we don't work on those three energies because the, the general idea is that your mind is untainted. A pure mind knows how to function logically and rationally. The problem is in our emotions because really our emotions are where we make our decisions most of the time. And when our emotions are corrupted, that that will in turn affect our logic but if we can clarify and purify our emotions and channel our emotions correctly then our minds will naturally come to get clarity and insight about the truth about what's right in life so our goal is to eliminate the the things that are pulling us away from clarity uh the emotional self-interests the uh the ego, and if we do that, then we will immediately be filled with spiritual insight and wisdom from our minds, which are intimately connected to spirituality through the vehicle of this crown that is above our bodies and connected to our souls. So that's so we're not we're not working on the mind in these 49 days as we prepare for receiving the Torah. We're gonna to begin to work on the emotional level. So I'm going to go very quickly through that, because today we just completed the third of the Emotions. We are just started today, the, the, the beginning of the fourth week, so we've completed three full weeks. So I want to catch you up, and then we can begin to go in real time each week into the energy of that week. So the first of, of the Emotions is known as Chesed. Chesed translated as kindness. And the set, and that, that corresponds to the right side, the male side, and on the left we have gevura, which is on the female side. So one of these is chesed is translated often as kindness, and gevura as strength. When I ask someone which is a male attribute and which is a female attribute, people often answer that strength is masculine and kindness is feminine, and although we do see that men are physically stronger. The, in Kabbalah, we're not looking at the external expression of strength. We're looking at, really, at energies. And when we talk about energies, we're talking about directions. So, in the procreation process, the male gives a seed. That's a movement beyond self. And the female receives that seed and internalizes it. That's a movement towards self. So when we say chesed kindness, what we really mean is expansion, movement away from. And when we say gevorah strength, we mean contraction, movement towards. Giving versus receiving. Because the truth is, is that in Judaism, strength is not measured by how externally strong you are. As it says in Perkehavos, Ethics of Our Fathers, who is a strong person? Someone who can control their drives. True strength is internally focused, self control. So, Chesed is expansion from uh, beyond self, going away from us, just like we saw in Chesed. Chachma, in the intellectual capacity, is this, this overflow of ideas, expansion, and Bina is contracting that, those ideas, limiting those ideas. And again, that's the male energy versus the female energy. Perhaps. We don't mean men and women here, but perhaps there is a connection to some degree. A classic uh, example, perhaps a uh, stereotype, which may or may not be true, is of a man who sits on the couch and reads the newspaper and watches the news and watches the football game. And he's telling everyone what to do. He knows more than the president. He knows more than the umpires in the game and the referees. And he's watching, they call it a a couch referee, I think. And he's basically, you know, has tons of ideas of how things should be. And his wife turns to him and says, would you please get off the couch and get a job? But that's the, 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 the necessity of the female dimension is to take the male and require him to do something with his potential. To do something actual, that's practical, that's actually going to provide for a family and enable her to give forth children, to produce. That's really the in Kabbalah, the female element is bringing ideas down and making them real. So Chesed is the emotion of that comes from expansion, which is associated with the emotion of love. It's the desire to draw near. To go beyond yourself and bring together differences, bring together different ideas. And Gevura is associated with the element of fear, respect, boundaries, borders, self-investment, introversion as opposed to extroversion. So again, in the metaphor, a person has this vision, begins to draw out plans for building the house. And then chesed is the love which causes you to want to get to work and build this house. It's the feeling of going beyond yourself and connecting and expanding. Gevura, on the other hand, is that fear, that fear which is necessary in all relationships. Chesed is the desire to draw close to a person. Fear is that fear of losing that relationship if you hurt the other person. It's that respect for their others' boundaries. And that's something that we often lose sight of nowadays, is the importance of privacy, the importance of giving a person space. And in building that house, we have to fear all the elements that could cause us to fail in our endeavor. We have to be realistic. We have to... uh, we have to sometimes temper that love with a little bit of of realism, a little bit of apprehension to make sure that we do things right. And then the third of the emotions is the week that we just completed today, and that's teferis. Teferis is known as harmony or beauty, and that's the balance between the love and the fear of the chesed and Gavura if you want to hear more of this in depth please listen to my podcast on the Kabbalah of politics where I show that these three elements really are at play in our political system in America that you have the liberal personality type who's a chesed personality type wanting to open up borders and boundaries free everything equality for all and then you have the gavor personality type which is conservatism close off the borders You have to earn what you get Um, keep things the way they are right that's Gavura. and although we often think that one is better than the other depending on our personality type or our upbringing the reality is is that both are completely necessary for a society to function just like a body needs both just like a marriage needs both so too a society needs both because the goal is to Ferris that's the balance between right and left, between giving and receiving. That is recognizing the importance of other and giving and equality while also acknowledging self-individuality, the individual's needs to, to preserve their own identity without melting into the greater greater cause. So that's Teferis balance. And... Um, these energies are, uh, by the way, I forgot to mention that the bina, the second of the cognitive elements, is represented by the hey, the first hey of God's names. And then the next six elements that we're going to discuss, and we just talked about three of them, three emotions, and there's going to be three more that we'll talk about next session, are represented by the letter Vav in God's name, which it corresponds to the numerical value of the uh, six. So there are six uh, elements. The He is represented by Bina, the second letter of God's name. The He is a letter that is made up of a dalit, which is four, represents the number four, with a Yud inside the dalid. Remember that Yud that represents Chachmah, so now it's almost like it's been swallowed up by a Dalad. And inside the Dalad you find this upside down Yud. And that represents the fetus, the, the Yud is the seed, which has now been taken inside the Dal. The Dal represents the four sides of the world, right? Or two dimensions, it's made up of two intersecting lines, and the hay represents the third dimension. So it's bringing it into reality by impregnating itself with that idea from the Chachma. And now, now Vav is a connector, that brings from the mind into the realm of action, which is the last letter of God's name, the final hey. So this emotions that we're talking about now are the interface between our minds and our bodies. It's through the heart. We only act on what we feel. If our hearts are not into it, if our hearts are not aligned with our values, then we will never act on our values. So this is really the process of mind into action how do we bring our actions into our everyday life and we will do another installment shortly and we'll talk about the last three elements and maybe the final hand we'll try to tie it all together and show some uh, examples in everyday life for this process thank you so much for listening